Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. This week, the sports world takes over. Uh, a lot of people often describe this weekend in particular as the biggest weekend in sports, uh, particularly for the United States. But uh, honestly, it's been a real crazy week in general. We had, uh, you know, the big game, a uh, little bit of heartbreak uh, there. We also had uh, some records being broken this week, some big moves uh, in the NBA. Uh, of course, we will also touch still on a little bit of gaming news, a little bit of TV news. But uh, let's kick it off. Marcus, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going, man. You know, it is Sunday. We didn't see the Super Bowl. I well, we did see the Super Bowl. We saw it separately. I did watch it at my aunt's house, and you know, my cousins, my brother, and stuff. And yeah, guy, you know, <laughs> there's there's not much for me to say other than uh, it was it was a great game until the end. <laughs> Actually, there's plenty for me to say. I'm just trying to put everything into words right now because I'm still kind of in that, you know. <laughs> mood i suppose yeah but. if you're uh if you're a listener you know that marcus is an eagles fan um if, if you've heard any of our sports stuff or any of the little takes i think we talked about it what like two weeks ago also we started off with the fly eagles fly and all that yeah uh, but yeah man it was a hell of a game just uh you know we, we talked about it a little bit before this and it was one of those things where like it felt to me like you watch this movie and it's so so good or you watch an anime and it's so, so good. And then at the end, like, Kaguya comes out. And you're like, huh? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, you know, there was, there was a, a kind of a controversial call. Um, whether it was the right call or the wrong call, who knows. But just that it was there and it was done kind of, I don't know. It feels the like weird it, spot. In a very yeah. weird spot. And it was, it was a very definitive call, too. Like, yeah. It really left a stamp on that game, but I mean, it was a great game. Both teams, uh, congrats to the Chiefs, and I mean, congrats to the Eagles too, man. It was a hell of a season and a hell of a performance, really. I know uh, you have your feelings. I know you're the one that watches them through and through, so what were your thoughts on your team today? Yeah, starting from the top, and uh, I know I, I haven't missed a game. <laughs> like, I don't think I missed a game all season. The last few seasons, not even a few, like, you know, I've been watching all their games, and I, and I make it a point to watch their games through and through every day. And if I'm not watching, I'm keeping up. And one of our focal points has been our defense. You know, top, we were, I think we finished in the number six defense. But our, our front line was number one in the league. Our secondary, I think, was like, you know, 10, 12, 13, something like that, which averages us to about six. But the fact that our front line was known for sacks. Our defense, in general, in this game, was completely non-existent and you know what i'm not even mad about that because it was totally expected i've been saying that you know oh it's patrick mahomes it's patrick mahomes in my in my opinion he's he's the quarterback to beat right now in the league you know aside from Jalen hurts but patrick mahomes does some things we, we collapsed the pocket many times today and that guy just found a way to run and he wasn't just running five yards no he was running 15 yards 20 yards you know he was flicking it when it looked like he was coming down he was flicking it to throw it 20 yards and i said i i was you know i couldn't be mad you know and i wasn't at this point i think we had a game plan going in and our game plan was if we're up if we're up we're gonna do our best to keep mahomes off the field and it worked for the most part because when when mahomes was on the field they made zero mistakes and that was the thing right 
the turnovers, we had one, there was one turnover all game. One turnover. It was the most costly turnover in this game period. And, and that's to say it was almost a perfect game for both teams. And, you know, Kansas City, had a, they needed a perfect game. They, they played a perfect game. They did. You know, their offense did not have any turnovers. They were scoring when they wanted to. Our offense had one mistake, and it was killer. But we were throwing haymakers from, from the first quarter. You know, we would throw a punch. They would throw a punch. We would throw another one. Here we come. Oh, it was, it was exciting through and through. So for the first quarter, and I was kind of a little, you know, kind of a little scared and nervous for sure. I was nervous the whole way. My brother, you nervous? I said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm nervous. Our running game from the get-go was non-existent. We tried to get Miles Sanders in that first playoff um, early, and he fumbled out of bounds. And I said, oh, no, that's not good. So we had uh, Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainesville. Kenneth Gainesville ran the ball very, very well. But our run game was also non-existent. But we didn't need that run game. Jalen Hurts was putting on a show. And in the first half, Jalen Hurts was it. He was rushing. He was running. He was throwing bombs. You know what I mean? He was he was it. And then it was that one fumble, which was a non-contact fumble. It just, he tried to switch hands and it just, bloop, just fell out of his arms. And it was costly. It was costly. And But, you know, kudos to Jen Hurts. Next play, run, boom, run, 10 yards, boom, running again. It was a design play. Boom, 15 yards, 20 yards. And, and, we, and it was, he, he, didn't, he didn't let him phase him. I said, it's, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We never, we never were able to get that turnover that we so desperately needed from our defense. In the second half, Jalen Hurts played amazing as well. Third quarter was a little slow. I think we only got a field goal, but then you know he, what he, we kept going. We kept our foot on the gas like we were supposed to, and we kept going. We kept going. I guess in the third quarter, what we're known for is we try to we take our foot off the gas. Not in the sense that we don't want to run, uh, score touchdowns, but in the sense that we're trying to get the game over with. You know what I mean? We're trying to we're trying to you know get rid of the clock, uh, bring the clock down, and just end the game. So it's time. It kind of seemed to me that that was the our, the way the first possession was going. Once we had the ball back after Kansas City scored in what two minutes, and you know kudos to Patrick Mahomes, man. That guy just you know I, he went down. I, I was actually kind of upset that I, when he when he kind of looked like he rolled his ankle a bit, and I was like, no, no, I want to be in Mahomes fair and square. I hope he I hope he comes back, and he's fine. And clearly he was fine because he came in and just started running all over the place. And um, overall, man, it was a great game through and through. Jalen Hurts just played amazing, and you know what? He's 24 years old. He's still he's still going to learn, and that's and that's the crazy part. He's still young. He's going to be learning. He's going to be going through it, and he's going to do whatever he needs to do to you know make sure his team succeeds. Our biggest thing right now is trying to keep our team intact. How he's going to have his his work cut out for him, man? Because there's a lot of big guys who are either old who need to be resigned who are going to be making that money, and I don't know how he's going to structure that. But he that's that's the, this is where he's good at. He's the wizard in the in the room, and he's going to try to do his best to keep his team intact. We do have the number 10th pick, so we'll see what we come up with, man. But ultimately, you know, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Strangely enough, and I've always said, right, if there was a second team, I'd root for it. It'd be, it'd be Kansas City, you know, um, Andy Reid, you know, love him as a coach. And uh, just, I like Kansas City a lot. I really, really like him a lot, even from from growing up. Because Priest Holmes was my favorite running back growing up, strangely enough. And so like, there's a weird ties and stuff. And it was just great. It was a great game. That fourth quarter, oh man, when he threw that bomb and we scored five minutes, it was it was a classic, classic all the way up until the elephant to the room with that call at the end that just 
totally sucked the air out of the entire stadium, even Chiefs fan, because Chiefs fan couldn't believe what the hell they just saw in such a critical moment of that game. Like this, this Super Bowl was gonna was looking to be classic, top top Super Bowl, one of the top Super Bowls because of these haymakers that they're chucking, very reminiscent of going against Tom Brady. Then the ref caused a very weak hold, and I'm not saying it wasn't, but obviously he did, you know, um, kind of impede the runner just a bit, but the ball was overthrown completely to where even if it did, I felt like he wouldn't have caught it. So that's why I was kind of making that that case where like, well, maybe they shouldn't have called it. I don't think it should have been called, especially at such a critical time. They called it, they had the first down, and then the last two minutes became a circus. That's what I had an issue with. For the integrity of the game in general. Just the refs took they ref took control with that one call because I thought they had been good the whole game, um, even on the what is it where the no catch for us the catch for us the fumble um, they they they're making um, what is what is it uh, offsides uh, offside penalties um, delay game. they were just good and that last call just I don't know if if you make a call like that to decide the game because that call essentially for all intents and purposes basically decided that game. Because, you know, it was whatever could have happened, whatever could have happened, but it became a circus there at the end. And that was, and my, my cousin, who was a diehard Cowboy fan, diehard, uh, shout out to my cousin Andy here, diehard. He was, he says, I'm rooting for Marcus. I want Marcus to win. And, you know, and I appreciate him. It made me feel real good because, you know, everybody's a Cowboys fan. And even he was upset. He says, what the hell? He says, you don't make that call. What kind of shit is that? Deagle's getting robbed. And he, and he went off. He loves, he loves, you know, uh, talking about sports and stuff like that. He was just as upset as I was. And I say, you know, but for him, he's a football fan. He says, no, like, you know, even Cowboys fans are like, what the hell? And, you know, but at the end of the day, no excuses. Uh, that call didn't define why we lost that game. You know, we did have, you know, turnovers. We did, our defense needed to to show up. You know, our offense did just, you know, we, we needed to pay, play a complete game. And in this case, we were there just, I mean, almost, but not quite, but... They look good. Hopefully next year we keep our team intact. We we what make it back to the Super Bowl. Kudos to the Kansas City Chiefs then because they're the real deal. And Travis Kelsey and their team, and it just goes to show that any receiver there is just gonna be if Patrick Mahomes is throwing you that ball, bro. <laughs> yeah. You better you get to catch that damn thing. But yeah, congrats to the Chiefs. You know, congrats to the Eagles, man. Die Hard Eagles fan, you threw and through. I'm not gonna. I will never knock the Chiefs whatsoever because again, I do. I do like that team a lot, also. But great game, and congratulations, man. It was. It was. It was a fun one up until the last two minutes, but it was a great one. Yeah, and good on you. I know you've always had a lot of respect for Andy Reid. You know, Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, for all intent, in, intents and purposes, the really the man in the NFL right now. Uh, you know, and his weapons, man. You know, you didn't really see Juju much at all and then all of a sudden boom 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 he had like five catches right yeah like four or five catches real quick that just goes to show you how great of a quarterback he is just getting people involved the running back also really impressed me, oh, man. That man. Guy, runs, guy runs hard uh which that i guess I, yeah was one of the things we expected more so from the eagles side from the right? eagles, yeah yeah, yeah. Was just straight but he ran hard and that was always one of our one of our things yeah all these sacks but our run defense Always need a little bit of work from a good running back. We were never going to give up big, you know, the big yards, the 20 plus yards. And we did one time here, one or two, 
But when it but when it comes to our defense, we were always going to give up the five yards, the six yards, stuff like that. You know, to the point where they would get tired. But in this case, dude, like he was he was running hard, he was running fast, man. And he, he's a rookie, right? Like he's he he's a rookie, played the game, won the Super Bowl as a rookie. So hey, man, <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> There was some really, uh, I mean, Hertz also just played his heart out. There was also some really, uh, was it Goddard that had some crazy oh, catches yeah. too? Oh, just, yeah. Wow. Uh, Kelsey, you know, the story of the Kelsey brothers, uh, the whole Andy Reid thing with former his former team. Um, what other things were going on? But, I mean, it, it was just a great game. Just, uh, just a little thing there at the end, like you mentioned. But overall, congrats to both teams and uh, congrats to Pat Mahomes. Uh, now I guess on the road to kind of being one of the one of the like premier QBs all time. Yeah, that's his resume, man. It's he's been in the Super Bowl a handful of times already. Two Finals MVPs, two MVPs, what two Super Bowls? Like he's he's twenty seven years old, man. I don't know if he ever played as long as Tom Brady, but like as long as his youth and his his mobility he has an arm his greatest weapon is just the fact that he's crafty and he throws that ball in such a monstrous way that it's crazy you know what i mean and who knows what we're seeing man but we're seeing the start we're seeing the start of something good from that guy and as long as he's healthy and he you know man kudos man kudos yeah so uh i guess uh we can uh stick to the some of the super bowl stuff a little bit more uh before we jump into some of the other news uh commercials halftime show uh, trailers anything like that that caught your eye there was there was actually and i saw them all and some of them were kind of little not as good so far like or not not so far not as good as previous ones i remember i know the Ritos were always hit out of the park this one had a, was celebrity filled there was a lot of celebrities and some of the trailers were actually playing and then some were like oh official trailer online now uh, I know you, you actually put them here already, so I'll wait till we get to those. Um, I'm sure you already know which one I'm talking about, right? The ones we talked about many times. But as far as actual commercials, the Eminem one was just, you know, for all that weird hype coming in with, with Maya Rudolph and, you know, the, oh, we're getting rid of the Eminems, it was really lackluster with the whole commercial there at the end just to be like, oh, I'm back. Like, you know, I guess the publicity move, the payoff to this publicity move was weird. The one I really liked a lot, actually, was the Will Ferrell one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Will Ferrell one was because it was like a Netflix, and you saw, I think it was Bridgerton and uh, Stranger Things. There was also the, what is it? Uh, I don't know if they were, I don't know which zombie they were making they were, they were making light of, but, you know, you had the zombie thing went on there, too, and he says, oh, you bit me, and I don't know what, and... Um, you killed me. Like, you literally killed me. Yeah. You literally <laughs> killed me, Brandon. He says something. And that one was real quirky. That one was real awesome. The Pepsi ones were actually really good with Ben Stiller and Steve Martin. The Ben Stiller one was really good, man. He's just like, ooh, you'll never know if I'm acting. And then he turns around and this guy, what's his name from Zoolander? He's just like, but you'll never know if I am or not. He does a blue steel. You try yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Those were notable to me, too. What those were notable think? to me, too. I, I really like those Pepsi acting ones. Those were, those were awesome. The... Uh... The Binky Dad, I thought was hilarious. Which one was the Binky Dad? The Binky Dad, where he they're checking into their hotel, but the dad forgets the Binky for the baby. So he hops in his Kia and is on the way home, and people are taking pictures of stuff, and they're like, oh, it's Binky Dad. Like, we got to help him get home to get the Binky. And then, like, he goes all the way, and it's a Kia commercial. He ends up coming back, and uh, he brought the wrong one. Oh, my. 
You did, you don't remember that one? That one was pretty funny. I don't. Uh, there were times where I was getting food and stuff like that. So yeah, but it I... might have been one of those. I, I don't think it came out too many times that one. So uh the did you see the one where they're dancing on hold? I don't know if that was that's already been going around. I haven't been watching too much TV, but uh where the, the girl's on hold and her uh what's the name of the actor? The act the actor comes over and he brings over a beer and they're each having a beer and they're dancing to the to like the I know everybody always says it's like elevator music when you're on hold. They're just like jamming, just dancing. That one was pretty good. Um, the T-Mobile Grease commercial. Oh, I did see that one. That one I did see, that, yeah. That one was good. Um, they had a Remy Martin commercial too, Serena Williams, where she just is giving a speech about you fight for every inch and I don't know what. And I was like, damn, like I want to go out like not right now. I was real. I was getting uh, real crazy on that one. The break we did get to see uh, Heisenberg and Jesse Pinkman come back for their their chip commercial, which was uh, pretty good. Uh, I think that was it. You know, there was some good ones there and in between the some of the beer ones where they're like fighting and it actually ends up being a Blue Moon commercial. Oh, that one was good too. Yeah, I was like, is this course commercial or is this a, a, a is this a, was a Miller Lite commercial? And then it ended up being a. What you call it a blue moon? He goes, This is this is a blue moon commercial. I was like, Oh man. Yeah, I was waiting and waiting for the uh for the Eminem one too, but it the payoff wasn't really that it wasn't what they made it out to be, I didn't think either. But uh yeah, it was it, 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 it was okay overall. There was also um, that other weird one, the was it 2B TV? Did you see that one? Yes, where it, it, it made it seem like you're changing the channel. I heard I saw a lot of people say, is that the one you're talking about? Yes, because it was like I was like, huh? And then it occurred to me because like I know Greg Wilson came out and but it didn't look like the actual thing. So when it went click, 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 and I was like, no, that's not it because that's not what the TV we were watching them did. But everybody was just like, oh, you know, it's changing the channel, it's changing the channel. And then Michael comes in, he goes, hey, did somebody change the channel from outside? And we're just like, no, no, it's it's, it's commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard a lot of people saying and like me, I fi- I I figured because that's not how what my TV does. So I was like, oh, it's it, it's part of the the whole thing. But I saw a lot of people talking about that one. Uh, what do you think of the halftime show? She's an amazing singer. She's an amazing singer. The and I, and that's because the first thing I said was, "Huh." I was like, the whole stage looks a little bare and empty. And I was like, I was like, but the set list, the set list was good. And she's an amazing singer. But obviously, you know, it wasn't as entertaining, right? The entertaining, the show, the showmanship that people expect from a halftime show wasn't there you know what i mean and then it's like like we were looking and i was like she, she pregnant right and i was like no she just had a baby a few months ago i was like it can't be no no she's pregnant again she confirmed i was like oh okay well that explains everything i know the internet was kind of you know they they were raving about her voice and it's been the years but then the other half was just like no like we wanted a halftime show what the hell was that she used the halftime show to make an announcement that she was pregnant again <laughs> yeah, it, was, I- it was pretty interesting yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome because it, it's funny because I actually had just I was sitting there because I watched the game on my own uh while I was doing other stuff here in uh in my room and my parents were watching it in the other room and they they wanted to watch they wanted me to be there with them to watch the halftime show so I could explain to them the songs or you know tell them what what song is what or whatever with what they're watching uh and I told them Let's see what kind of performance Rihanna ends up putting on. I said, because she's been out of the limelight for a very long time. She has amazing music, but a lot of it is older. And, you know, it seems like nowadays the shows get like 
just a little bit more outrageous and just a little bit more outrageous, just a little bit more outrageous, you know, with guests, with effects, with all these different things. And then you have somebody do like a reset where they kind of don't have guests. They do very plain and simple. So let's see if she goes balls to the wall and pushes the envelope forward or if she is that reset person. Because and I told them because she has a very good uh a very good library of music. And when she came out initially, I thought, oh crap, like she's up there in the air, like this is crazy. Uh it, it's gonna be wild. And then she started off with the bitch better have my money song. I thought, oh my god, it's gonna be nuts. And then as it went on, like I noticed like, hey, she kind of looks like she has a, a bump. Like, is she pregnant? Same thing, like like that you said. And right away, I was like, oh, same thing. Some, uh, my, my mom, I think, brought up, oh, she had a baby. I'm like, yeah, but that was last year. That was early last year. And well, sure enough, like you said, confirmed, she is pregnant. But uh, the set list I thought was great. The simplicity, I think, was okay for me. I, was, I, I just wanted to hear the music. I thought she killed it. Um, and I don't know. It's uh, she's it's gonna be a big thing. I mean, people are already talking about it all over socials and stuff. I'm sure her music is taking a big, uh, boost all across streaming services. So good for her and uh, congrats to Rihanna on you know her next baby. I think this is her second. So I was yeah. entertained. I just wanted music. I didn't really need the big the showmanship. And yeah, yeah. I was really more in it for the game and stuff and all that. So right on. So uh, we covered the game, the commercials, the uh, halftime show. How about the trailers? We knew that some were coming. I think they had. We had. We already previously knew that we were getting the Fast X, Flash, uh, and Indiana Jones. I we kind of said that maybe we were expecting a Little Mermaid trailer, which I didn't see. I don't know yeah. if I missed it or if it wasn't there, but. Uh, you know, Fast X, we had gone a little something, I think an even lo longer trailer a couple days ago. Uh -huh. But uh, any any thoughts there on that one before we uh, go into some of the others? Starting the... Wait, which one? Fast X. Oh, Fast X? They did show a whole trailer for that one, right? Because I know there was some that were saying like, oh, full trailer now on YouTube or full trailer, full trailer. But I think the two, the two that I kind of saw were... The other ones we'll talk about in a few. But Fast X, I think they did show the whole trailer, right? And that one was honestly, dude... <laughs> It's a popcorn flick. It's over the top. I stopped watching them after, what, part six or whatever. And, you know, maybe I don't know if I ever go back and watch them again. But I just, I was just like, wow. I, I was like, did I, see, I'm, did I notice like a wrecking ball? I swear, it looked like wrecking ball from Overwatch for like a second there on the road. And I said, I said, what the hell? I thought a half sugar was going to come out of that damn thing. And then I saw that helicopters and uh, what, what really did, he's just like, he looks left, he looks right. I said, shut up. I was like, he's going to drive this thing off the whatever, you know, off the road on the top worse he's driving down the dam <laughs> i was like it was like what the hell he's driving down the damn thing forget your momentum's taking you off you know the road period but he's driving down the dam dude like that was i was like where is he gonna go from there you know what i mean so that was pretty funny um very what i've seen anyway but obviously they're, they're action flicks you know what i mean and so we'll see man <laughs> yeah the other the other uh before we get into i think the big one the other ones of note were uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. We got a title for Indiana Jones 5. The uh, the thing that was impressive, I mean, Indiana Jones is Indiana Jones. But the uh, 
a lot of talk was made about like the de-aging that they do to Harrison Ford in this movie. And he, he looked pretty good, man. Like it, it looked good, at least from what I saw. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it looked like a younger Harrison Ford. So um, I just thought that was a big note. And if you're an Indiana Jones fan, I mean, right on. I'm, I'm sure that's really exciting. Uh, we did also have two others, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And we got uh, Air, Courting of a Legend. Yeah. Any any thoughts on those two? I mean, I'm a Guardians head through and through, the, so that, the, I, I was super super pumped. Yeah, I I've always been, Guardians is actually up there in my some of my top favorite films, top three. I've always said, and uh, I'm very curious to see what it's gonna give us. You know, and again, the trailer didn't show as much as I wanted, but it did show the familiarity that is Guardians. You know, Rocket without his armor and Drax being a goofball and you know who's there and who is in and you know the quirkiness that guardians is known for so uh but as far as like major plot lines i don't think it maybe showed much of that or anything like that so um uh i'm not sure yet what do you think i mean i'm just excited that guardians is coming back uh the first one was top tier the second one was maybe a little like you know weaker than the than the first one and this one looks like it's gonna you know have the same stuff the music the cast, the relationship between the cast and how they all have their different little identities within that group. Um, so the big thing is going to be the bad guy and where he fits into all this. I know one of them we already know. Uh, if you've seen like the previous movies and you watch like the end credit stuff, we did get our first like look at him as the villain here. I won't mm-hmm. say much else because I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, I- I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited for this movie. Uh, how how about uh, Air, Courting a Legend? I think this is our first look at it, right? Yeah, I know you had mentioned uh, last time that oh, the you know you called it the what's the, what's the romance called again? The Matt Damon Ben Affleck romance. It's just or it's just there's no word for it. It's just they're synonymous with each other, right? Yeah. I think you had mentioned last time that we hadn't really had a look, and that one's interesting. Just the whole, I guess, story behind it, right? Uh, how the what I I'm assuming it's going to be how the first air you know Michael Jordan shoe was made. And even there, you know, chasing a legend or capturing a legend. I forgot what the other, what the title was, Air something. Air um, courting, courting, courting the legend. legend. Air courting the legend. So they're trying to get Michael Jordan because they, they obviously feel that he's going to be the next big thing. And obviously they're right and stuff like that. But to to see a movie about that, tell a movie about that, we'll see, man. Um, we'll see. That's, that's all I'm going to say. But obviously Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are real good, so. All right, so there was another Affleck sighting in the trailers. This one being one that they're, you know, everyone's been talking about here for a while. The Flash. We got our first look at the Flash. Uh, you know, Ezra Miller. Uh, what do you What do you mean, Ben? What do you mean, Affleck sighting? Uh, we okay. So this one I am going to get into. This trailer I'm going to get okay. into. So if you haven't seen it, I'm going to get into this. So we did get our first look at the new Flash movie. Um, it is going to be something to do with the Flashpoint uh, phenomenon yeah. yeah, in the Flash comics, which uh, I'll mention now. At the very end of the trailer, they actually showed the different comics that this story was adapted from, which actually was really, really cool. I don't know if they've been doing this already, but I thought that was awesome. Did you, did you notice that? Yeah. At the end, they said, like, look at where it all started. And it shows three different comic book like covers and like go read this if you want to know more about this story but flash flashpoint i used to actually own those comic books because flashpoint is not very long i want to say it's about a three or four series thing and i don't want to say much or say anything but 
Uh, are you talking about like the whole Martha Wayne and Bruce and uh, Thomas Wayne type thing in the in the Batman stuff with the Flashpoint? So in in the in the trailer, if you watch the whole trailer, I don't know if you did watch the whole thing, but we get looks at obviously it's going to be a timeline multiverse kind of movie. Yeah. We do see different iterations of the Flash. We do see a very different iteration of Bat- of uh sorry, Superman. And we actually see two different versions of Batman. One that we kind of knew was going to come back in some form or fashion was uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah. But we also got, we also saw a little bit of Ben Affleck in this one. Did you not catch that? I don't think I did. Because I just, again, this is what, oh, okay, I see now. Uh, I just saw what was on the Super Bowl thing and I just, I just got home and started podcasting. So I didn't really even get a chance to see the, oh, okay, um, okay. exactly what the Flashpoint was talking about. But I'm, I'm looking at it right now and, I'm assuming that's a young Superman, right? It, it, I what I I saw I thought I saw something different. Let me let me go back and check. I thought I saw um. Maybe I'm wrong. Let me let me let me double check. But uh, in terms of the Batman stuff, we did see Affleck, we did see Keaton, and they didn't show anything of of Bale. But I'm pretty sure I saw the Bale Batmobile. Not the Batmobile, the like the cycle. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure I, I caught a glimpse of that somewhere. I haven't rewatched it yet, but I'm pretty sure I saw that. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'm gonna I'll rewatch it again. Again, no joke. After seeing the trailer, both of them, the ones that showed were one, this one, the hype. I know all the first greetings, you know, are, were extremely overwhelmingly positive, and we're always kind of like, you know, what's the what, what's gonna give or what exactly and it looks intense it really does and i was just like what the hell is going on here <laughs> so we'll see how it goes man so well it looks like it's supergirl i guess yeah that's that's probably it makes sense yeah it's either supergirl or at one point i even thought that it that it looked even a little bit like barry which barry like Barry, like like that, it, like it looked like, like he had become Superman in some way, because it seems I don't know if you kind of caught the gist of what the, what the story seems to be. Okay, yeah, it is, a female, gotcha. But yeah, uh, did you did you kind of catch on what the what the story was gonna be or I, I won't say, but I guess kinda. Maybe, uh, okay. So uh, we do get uh, we do get Zod coming back too from the Superman uh, movie Man yeah. of Steel. So I was a, I was always a big fan of him. So uh, let's see. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm super pumped. Uh, just the trailer, like so far, is living up to the hype, and like you say, kind of uh, making it bigger. Yeah. So we'll see, man. But I know Flashpoint. It's going to be interesting because Flashpoint is what the quantum the whole quantum time theory is for uh, for marvel that's what flashpoint is for dc and they're jumping right into that and i and obviously you know the whole flashpoint thing is gonna it's gonna hit it's gonna hit yeah you know through and through because you're able to do so much and literally get into any part of the comic book that you want to get part of you know i'm I'm thinking you know in terms of the flashpoint series because again I'm thinking that there's a three set. There's a three comic book. It's only five issues, if I'm not mistaken. There's five issues. Three of them are showing Reverse Flash, Batman as Thomas Wayne, 
and then Martha Martha Wayne as the Joker. Like that's the Flashpoint comic book. If if you're interested, go and check it out. Um, they actually did release a new Flashpoint series called Flashpoint Beyond. That's getting more into the um, the time travel aspect, or you know, the time aspect of the DC universe. I do have the omnibus of the original uh, Flashpoint. I haven't read it, but I have it. And I do have an issue or two of the Flashpoint Beyond. Again, this is me getting into comic books in the last two years or so. And it's a very easy market to get into. So again, if you are interested, Flashpoint does have the omnibus or the graphic novel. It has all five of them. It's a quick read, to be honest with you. So if you if you want to kind of get into it, you know, jump into it. And then there's something called Flashpoint Beyond, which is a sequel series to that. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. And, you know, it's supposed to be one of the better storylines or one of the best storylines that DC has to offer in the comic book universe anyways. Nice. Uh, are, are those the ones that you uh, did see there at the end of the trailer? Uh, the trailer didn't show anything. I'm, are, is that the one on YouTube on, that you posted here? I see. I'm pretty sure it came out on the one I posted. Let me check. Real, because real. it's, it's kind of black and I'm not sure exactly what's. At the very end. Let's see. Barry, Barry, Barry. Hmm, nothing came out on this one. Yeah. But I think in a different one, let's see, is it this one minute one? I know there was one where at the very end they show like, oh, read where it all started. And it has like three different comic books there, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, anything else that uh, of note from Super Bowl, you know, day, TV, anything like that? Before we nah. move on to the other... We do have some other sports stuff here, so. I don't think so. I think that's mostly about it. Uh, trying to think. No, just it was a, a good day. It's all Super Bowl weekend. It's always a fun. It's always a trip. So, yeah, can't wait for next year. <laughs> yeah, until those Cowboys fans start coming out. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, okay, those Cowboys fans, man. Yeah, hopefully they give us at least a day. <laughs> um. But uh, some other news from the sports world this week, we did have a big, I think it started, it started actually last podcast where it happened live. We did have the Kyrie Irving trade to the Mavericks. So that we kind of already touched on. Uh, there have been some games thus far that Kyrie has already played. He played his first game with Luca actually yesterday. Um, he looks pretty good like uh, with the Mavs. Him and Luca have some stuff to figure out together, but Thus far, everything seems to be working out. Now, if you thought that was a big move, after that, I think it was the day, like, uh, what, two, three days later, Kevin Durant got moved, actually, from the Brooklyn Nets also, uh, you know, Kyrie's team, to the Phoenix Suns. So that was a big, of another big, big move. Um, there was also some moves uh, for the Lakers, I think, reacquiring, uh, moving out Russell Westbrook. Who else did they get rid of? They lost Thomas Bryant as well. I'm not, I think it was in a different in a different uh, trade, but they got rid of Bryant. They ended up getting Mobamba. They ended up with D'Angelo Russell. So you know, a new look for the Lakers as well. Um, what what are your thoughts like on this? Uh, you know, this trade deadline. It, it seems yeah. like one of the better ones in recent years. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, just trying to think of just which one to want to focus on first. Well, I mean, I guess I just focus on the big ones. I know there's a lot, but and obviously the ones of the Lakers. So. Lakers, obviously, what was going on with them, they felt wasn't working. So we and we had gotten Thomas, we had gotten Thomas Bryant before the uh, before the season. We had Westbrook, 
Um, and, you know, for whatever reason, they brought in more guys, shipped these off because it wasn't working. They didn't over explode or overdo it, but they did do enough just to where we'll see if this works. And it's, you know, obviously Westbrook was completely, ball, you know, ball dominant. So now that we brought in D'Angelo Russell, who's the shooter that we are missing because this guy can shoot the ball. We have Malik and we have, um, who was the other one we picked up? Uh, 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 man, Daniel Russell, Malik Beasley. Who's there? Was one more we picked up? Let me see. I know we picked up Rui Hachimura or during the trade line as well. Yeah, I think you I, I think also Rui. ended up with y'all. I don't know if it was that same one, it, it isn't in that same trade, it wasn't the third guy, but y'all did end up with uh, Mobamba as well. Mobamba, that's what I'm thinking of. So, this new core of Lakers features Rui Hachimura, Mobamba, Malik Beasley, and D'Angelo Russell. We shipped off Patrick Beverly, uh, Russell Westbrook, and Thomas Bryant. So, I don't know exactly how it's going to look like in the future, but on paper, I think we're going to be all right. We're, we've always, we're always, always missing that three-point shot component. We got rid of a ball-dominant point guard who needed the ball. We got rid of somebody who's a little older, and we got a lot younger. That's the best part. So I think that it's actually a step in the right direction for a, for you know being a Lakers fan. I was not upset with what we did at all. I was I was actually pretty happy with the trades overall. You know, Lakers get a B plus for me just because they you know never an A because you can always do more. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, that was solid. The other trades you had Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks, which. Depend that one all depends on Kyrie Kyrie Irving's attitude, just because we know that that guy is a baller and can ball out. He is skilled. Nobody will deny that. Nobody will take that away. But that guy's issue issues. Let's just see what happens. You know, through, throughout the course of the of the um, of the season with those. Kevin Durant going to the Phoenix Suns. I don't give a damn how you slice it. I don't give a damn if you think they don't have a bench. You give up whoever the hell you need to give up <laughs> to get Kevin Durant. Um, and, and even even and I like I like Miles Bridges a lot. And he said he goes, "Hey, you trading me to get Durant?" Like I would make that trade. Like yeah, if you're in a win now in a win now mode, you pick up Durant. You're you they legit have four quality guys there in the starting lineup. Like you're not you're not going to tell me, hey, it's not worth Jay Crowder and uh, Miles Bridges. Hell yes, Kevin Durant is. Hell yes, he is. Come playoff time, Kevin Durant will play and Kevin Durant will ball. You know, you know what I mean. He he's he's a do it all. He's all around player. You know, I I thought that was an amazing trade through and through. Also, so you know, I ain't saying anything negative about that one. Uh, which yeah. other ones have there been? It, that one was a crazy one too because of what they didn't give up. You yeah, know, they they didn't give up the Aiden. There was were there was uh, rumors about Aiden. There was rumors about CP three. Um, which I mean, now that we see like all that the, uh, nets are trying to do with accumulating like picks and assets and, you know, it looks like they're going to reset. So uh, why would you want one of those older guys like CP3? Aiden might've made a little bit more sense, but still, if they're going to completely start over, uh, you know, why not just completely do it and not, yeah. you know, put a little bit of stock on like, okay, well, we're going to have to invest in this guy and, uh, kind of bump up your timeline a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, so, yeah. I mean, positive, positive for the Nets, man. They, it will. I guess the only thing is that you go from competing. How, how did I? How did? 
how do you go from so I, I had mentioned the word to imploding overnight you know you go for you go from from fourth place you know achieving to imploding just one day next because Kyrie Irving decides to throw a bomb at you that was the most crazy and I was just like wow I was all for it don't get me I was all for it I said good for you Kyrie good for you <laughs> but they they got a lot of picks man they they the Nets picked up a lot of quality guys and got a lot of good picks yeah well what's crazy too is like we never even got to see we barely even scratched the surface with what those the, that Nets team could have been and yet they still like they would go on stretches where it looked like the be- the best Nets team ever. It was it was crazy in terms of their talent. But yeah, talk about like it went probably they're probably gonna be up there discussed for like the biggest blunder of like talent on a team like probably all time. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but I mean we we won't get into that too much. But uh, you know if as long as those guys are happy, you know good for them. Hopefully they can do something. Hopefully the Nets can uh, have a good rebuild too. Uh, you know, I'm as sports fans, we all know what that's like. So yeah. uh, you know, it gets dark, but then you know it gets better. Uh, what other? Okay, the other big news of the week is uh, LeBron is now the all-time leading scorer in the NBA. I believe his number is now the the number is now thirty-eight thousand three hundred and ninety. That two or one over cream. Yes. So, you know, he surpasses one of the ones that people thought never would never get touched. Uh, that one, along with the the other one, is the 100-point game by uh, Will Chamberlain. But, uh, yeah, LeBron now sits atop the league at something else now. Yeah. So, you know, just, again, etching his name in, you know, the page, the pages of, like, you know, the all-time greats. So... Congrats to LeBron for that. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. We we were we were watching it. I was actually we were watching it. Well, we we're in a Discord call actually, and uh, I was playing Overwatch. And it's crazy. I was playing Overwatch, watching the game, and some guy in my Overwatch game even said, "Dude, LeBron's about to do it." And I was like, "Wow, this guy's this guy's watching it too." <laughs> hey, dude, who who was watching it? And even even people who are not even who are not fans like knew you know that that was you know an achievement because that's something you might not see. At all. And then we were on the Discord and I was like, nah, I need to put it on. So I went over here, had it on two TVs. I'm gonna make sure I watch this, man. So uh it was it was iconic. It was as unbelievable as you you, you know I thought it was gonna be. And obviously they had they stopped the game, did the whole charade and all that stuff, but it was still it's still amazing. It's an amazing accomplishment. So kudos, man. Congrats. Yeah, so I think that about covers it for sports. Uh we'll get into some of the other before well, before we get into the news, I also wanna mention I forgot to mention it last week. But I did, I've been talking about it for a while here, that uh, Spotify was going to have a uh, podcast slash like show, like radio show for Harley Quinn and the Joker. It's called Harley Quinn and the Joker Sound Mind. And it's only seven episodes. And I listened to one, one night, and then I listened to the other six, like the next day. It is so good, or I at least loved it. Christina Ricci does play uh, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. It's a story about how, you know, she makes that transition from Dr. Quinzel to Harley Mm -hmm. Quinn and stuff like that, if you're familiar with the characters. Uh, And it's just a lot of great work all around. You do get to see Harley Quinn or listen, or you get to hear Harley Quinn. You get to uh, meet the mysterious patient Jay. 
you get to have a little bit of Bruce Wayne in there, backstory, and it's a it's a really good listen. If if you like listening to stories, if you're fans of uh, the Batman universe, Harley Quinn and Joker specifically, uh, it's it's a good listen. And again, it's only seven episodes. You'll get through it really really quick. Whether it's on a, a commute or you know you're on a run, uh, you're just you know something to wind down before bed or something like that. It, it's a good listen. It's a lot of fun. Christina Ricci kills it. Oh, I bet. I bet. But uh, we actually did not have too, too much in news this week. Uh, I will kick us off with uh, TV and movies because I have a little discussion maybe that I w- wanted to ask Marcus about in gaming. So uh, first thing I have on the list for TV and movies, uh, we did get a lot of uh, announcements and trailers. Not a lot, but we got some announcements and trailers. We touched on the facts, Fast X trailer a little bit that actually we got a little tidbit of more today, but... It dropped uh, this past week. Again, that is coming out May 19th. We also did get a trailer for Grease, Rise of the Pink Ladies. I didn't even know we were getting a prequel for Grease. But Grease has always been the only like musical that I've ever like really loved. So uh, I'll probably be checking that out. Uh, we got an announcement for a reboot. or I don't know if it was the announcement, but at least I saw that we're getting a White Men Can't Jump reboot, which was yeah. one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. And this one is actually going to be starring Jack Harlow and uh, Cinque Walls. So I'm excited that we're going to get, you know, a little bit of a basketball, street basketball movie. Uh, Some big announcements, too, from the Disneyverse. Uh, Zootopia 2, Frozen 3, Toy Story 5. Uh, You know, all great movies. Uh, And I'm sure Disney's been on a roll lately with some of the new movies they've been putting out. So uh, I'm sure they're going to kill it. Uh, last thing I have here too for trailers and announcements is a uh, Spider-Man Noir live action series is going to be coming to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I get into the little, the other thing that's a little bit more discussion e any thoughts on some of those trailers, you know, some that well, you think you'll check out things you won't check out. And again, anything, anything Disney, anything, uh, Pixar, I'm in regardless of how it's going to be. I'm not sure how I feel about pink pink the rise of the pink ladies um i'm curious as to you know who it's gonna have or you know because anything grease i know that the grease part two is kind of you know but this is on paramount plus we'll see how it rolls but as far as zootopia 2 i love the first one definitely will be checking out zootopia 2 uh i thought everything about it was awesome you know and the whole message behind it was actually very very well done if you're a fan of um uh odd taxi (laughs) maybe you might check out zootopia um frozen three i thought parts one and two were phenomenal part one obviously being the you know epicenter of this trilogy here that we're kind of getting so hopefully three you know takes it above beyond boundaries and i know the music is always stellar the characters are always amazing elsa probably the strongest (laughs) what one of the strongest disney characters of all time uh so uh just to kind of you know give you some oomph there but elsa's back and i think she's an amazing character overall too so can't can't wait to see you know what kind of goes on maybe i'll give frozen 2 a, a rewatch i haven't seen frozen 2 in a minute uh i've seen frozen 1 plenty of times now toy story 5 that one is the one that threw me for a doozy just because i was very upset with toy story 4 because of certain things i love woody 
I grew up with Woody. I had my own Woody doll growing up. I have several Woody dolls growing up. I still remember when I was like five or six, seven years old. I loved Woody. And my dad was a huge Toy Story fan too and also liked Woody a lot. So, you know, I've always just liked Woody and it's everything he stands for in parts one, two, and three. And then four comes along and I was just totally like, man, first I was real mad at the end of part three. Can we, I'm, I'm going full blown spoilers. If you haven't seen Toy Story, I'm sorry. Um, is it okay? Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Okay. This is a very personal thing. Obvious, obviously, right? At the end of part three, I was just like, wow. Like you gave up, you gave this little girl your two most prized toys. Not, not even two most, but your prize toy in Woody. You know what I mean? He was going off to, Andy was going off to college. He, you know, he had to give up Woody. And a great message, all these things. And he, he gave up Woody. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't have given up Woody if that was my, you know, my one thing I had growing up. So I'm hoping somewhere along the lines of Toy Story 5, which would be in a, a ridiculous way to have Woody find his way back to Andy in some capacity. Because it only makes sense, right? That would have been a, a kind of an interesting uh, storyline where, hey, you know, you, you still have your toy from growing up. This is your cherished toy. You take it with you everywhere you go. It becomes almost like an heirloom, right? Um, and then in part Toy Story 4, the person, the little girl that Andy gave her toys to... Bonnie. Bonnie doesn't even care about them. You know, and I, I okay, not them, right? He, she doesn't care about Woody. And I was distraught <laughs> when when obviously Woody just felt like he wasn't wanted or anything like that. So Woody kind of goes through his transition where he becomes a lost toy, right? And and join and joins his uh Bo Beep lover here, you know, throughout the film and finds a whole different purpose in life that isn't being the toy of a child. Not only that, he leaves his entire friend group to do these things and i was just kind of like but that's not woody in three movies that is not the essence of what woody was to me to me anyways so woody doing these things now for bo beep and kind of get him away and you know because he's always been there for the people that need him most that is woody you know and maybe at this time and maybe i didn't see it maybe bo beep and you know lost toys needed woody and he's gonna make them unlost but woody's always seen the better picture so i was i was I was kind of like, wow, did they really go there at the end of part four? So I'm curious to, I'm very curious to see what the hell part five is going to do. Because I was perfectly content with, okay, fine. Woody became a lost toy. Woody's just going to live happily with Bo Beep. Everybody gets their happy ending. Okay, fine. Let's leave it at that. But no, now they're coming at us with part five. So I'm curious. What are your thoughts? No, I actually, I actually feel like this is probably one of the more risky of the three of the three announcements sure. this is, oh this yeah is the riskiest one of the three as well uh i actually really loved the ending of part three because i am one of those people that if something is super special to me but i'm not giving it the love i feel like it deserves i'm okay with giving it to a, somebody to, who's gonna appreciate to somebody it. Somebody <laughs> who's gonna appreciate it. I'm I, I am very, very much uh in that boat where no matter how much I love something, if it's just been there on the shelf and I haven't touched it, moved it, nothing for you know, a year, maybe maybe even more, you know, it, it's better off in somebody else's hands. Absolutely. Or, you, you know, loving it. Except uh, that little uh, of course, and I, I love the ending, to be honest, but then what they did with it in part four yes. kind of oh. kind of kind of changed that ending a little bit, which I was still okay with. Uh it, still it had its issues, part four. You know, Forky. I actually like the story of Forky and how like you know, sometimes children can be very simplistic 
and you know you have all these crazy things but then you go for like the the dumbest thing uh kind of i have that same thing with my dogs sometimes like you buy them this this uh fifty dollar toy thirty dollar toy but they end up playing with like uh, a little toyita or something and that's what they have fun with it's oh. it's interesting <laughs> thing. um but yeah the 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 what i took away from the ending of part four was kind of like Woody's always been there for everyone else and he's always taken such good care of everyone else. And this, at least the way I saw it, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, I, I didn't, I, I will say I didn't enjoy it as much as, as the other three, but uh, it seemed like Woody kind of decided to do something for himself. Now that he had like rekindled his romance with Bo Peep and decided to have like some different kind of purpose rather than the one he's had his whole life and has chased his whole life too in uh, getting back to Andy and then here where he has to get back to Bonnie. Well, and, he, uh, he wants to get Forky back to Bonnie and that, cause that, that's what he, he was, he knew Bonnie wanted and needed Forky. So Woody doing the Woody thing went out of his yeah. way to make sure that his child had her favorite toy, like put always putting people above, above, you know, himself. Yeah. yeah and that's what I'm saying. He, he always did that. And that's Woody because he's, he's the one that maybe, maybe not the one, you know, not like that Batman quote, not the one you need, but the one you deserve. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I, I liked part four. It wasn't as good as the other ones I thought, but I mean, I'm all for another one. And I hope that it's, it goes back to that, like pre era. I don't know what they're going to do to be honest. Neither do I. Uh, hey, but, but what is there? <laughs> so I'll be watching. <laughs> Yeah. I'll be watching it to see, you know, I've always enjoyed it and I, and I liked Woody. I know a lot of our friends too do enjoy, do enjoy Toy Story a lot. And uh, again, Toy uh, Woody's just, I've always had this weird little, you know, obsession with Woody and exactly what he does for these stories, especially from an adult point of view. Yeah, it hits hard. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So some of the other news we had in the TV and movie kind of uh, space was AMC. AMC is looking to possibly change ticket prices based on seats. Have you read about this at all, Marcus, or have you heard about this? I, I heard about it, but I didn't actually look into it. What was what was the the final verdict? Because in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, so I guess obviously the premium seats would be the premium amount, right? Yeah, that that I mean, the story is exactly exactly that. Like they're looking to change its pricing depending on, I guess, where. You know the good seats, the bad seats, but uh, yeah, the front. You know the front row is gonna be less. You know those premium seats, uh, like you mentioned, are gonna be the ones that are right in the middle. You have the best view. You don't have to turn your head. Uh, do you do you have any feelings? Do you think that's good? A good thing? A bad thing? Do you care? Like where you sit? Are you one of those people that like you order like like day of so you can get the best seats? I order the day of, but I do have a seat that I enjoy the most. I've always liked the corner, the corner, the corner seats for whatever reason. I've always, you know, the whole middle seat being right in the middle of everybody's going to be in the middle of the screen. No, and it's more so because I don't want to be around that many people <laughs> or have somebody to my left or to my right. So if I can score the corner seat, I'm all for it. Um, but in on paper, I thought this was a little interesting because I know people, I, I know it had a lot of backlash, but my immediate thought went to like, hey, you want a premium seat? Pay two or three dollars more. 
if you if you want a regular seat, you'll pay regular price. And if you get one of those crappy seats at the very, very bottom, $2 discount. Here you go for sitting down there. That's the way I thought about it. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure exactly how they're going to roll this out. Because if it was something like that, I honestly wouldn't be super crazy about it. Hey, you know, you want a $2, you want a premium seat, here's an extra $2. You know, because some, the viewing experience though people might say it's the same for everybody and i guess obviously the whole time thing goes into it it really isn't the same viewing experience just because maybe i have to turn my head a little bit here because sitting in the front sucks <laughs> like, like i sat in the front t- twice it sucks and looking up your neck starts hurting and, and you can't really take everything in because it's just so ugh, you know what i mean and then sitting so, so far back like you know, and this is just to me seeing so far back. It's kind of like, well, now I can't really see much, you know, despite it being a big TV. So obviously there's that, there's that, you know, very nice. end, and, you know, that's very, very nice. And again, if it's not too drastic, I won't really see a big problem, but if they're going to be old premium seats and now like the worst, the worst seats, the bottom seats are regular price and everything premium is $10 more than like, Okay. Now, okay. Hold, hold the brakes. That's yeah. not, that's to, not it. To, to clarify, they are going to be breaking them into three different tiers is what the, what the report says. It says that they're going to have the preferred, the, the high-end preferred tier are going to be middle of the theater, which are going to be slightly more expensive. Then it says that the standard tier, which are going to be the same price as what we usually pay, uh, will be like the it's going to make up the majority of the rest of the theater. And then the value tier is going to be the seats like at the very front row of the uh-huh. theater, which are going to be discounted from the okay. normal price. So it's going to be normal tickets, middle of the theater tickets at a premium, and then the ones at the very bottom, you pay a little bit less. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like anything too crazy, but of course, I mean, everybody's different about their theater experience. Me, I'm one of those that really don't care where I sit as long as I'm not at the very, very bottom. Cause I don't like straining my neck looking up. Yeah. Or having to lie down back. Like that's just not not what I, how I like to watch movies. Yeah. So uh, I always sit down. Yeah, those reclinable seats. Yeah, that recline shit just doesn't work for me. <laughs> I like the seat. I like the cushion. I just I won't lean all the way back. I'll I'll put my foot up, but I'll be in a sitting position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let, let's see if this uh if this changes. There was backlash, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, from what I see, it, it's moving forward. So, um, let's see. It says that AMC is set to they're gonna make seating maps and will show adjusted pricing on showings only after four p.m. Hmm. So I wonder if that's not gonna be a thing during the day. I guess uh, as we or learn more, I, uh, yeah. I guess I might. We might have to just uh, follow this a little bit, and if anything else of note comes out or whatever. It says that it's going to ro- roll out to roughly a thousand movie theaters by the end of the year. We do have a- an AMC here in town, and we have one in Edinburgh too. So, let's see. It might affect us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, last thing will be our gaming little section here. The only thing I had for uh, for gaming was there was a play tester. That was actually, I don't know if there's, if this game that you've heard of, Marcus, it's called Silk Song. But yeah, this guy yeah. was, this guy was playtesting this game and he said, all he said was, everybody, please be patient. That the game is very, very much worth the wait. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, so yeah. Just, just reading that, uh-huh. I was like, I know a guy 
that has not showed up about this game and wanted to see it. And he want like, maybe they'll show this, maybe they'll show this. Like me over here hoping for these huge, not that this isn't a huge game, but you know, compared to the Zeldas, compared to the, That's the, Ring, the Bioware, Bioware's and the Capcom yeah. and the Bandai and all. Give me, give me Cherry, Team Cherry, baby. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I know you, you're, you're always throwing this on back, uh, back on everybody's radar, mentioning Silk Song, Silk Song, Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight. So, uh, he says it's worth the wait, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Hornet, baby, hey, dude, oh, so good, can't wait. I put fifty, I put over fifty hours to that game until I got to the boss rush mode, and then I was like, it was just the boss rush mode. And I was like, man, dude, like this is rough, and the game was phenomenal. The lore is phenomenal. The music's great. So if this playtester says, please, 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 my man, he knows things, and I'm super pumped because how do you make a perfect game better? <laughs> We're about to find out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, about uh, what's the name of the first one? It, it's escaping me. I just got a brain for it. Uh, well, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. I mean, it has to be probably one of the biggest indie games like of all time, right? Oh yeah, and and honestly, Silk Song's gonna mainstream the shit out of this game, hands down. Yeah, and from what I understand, it's a very small team, right? So yeah, Team Cherry. Consider it's very small, a very very small team, man. Less than ten. I don't remember how much exactly. I think it might even be less than five. And less than, yeah, it might be just a handful of guys. Obviously, now I think because of the success of Hollow Knight, they might be able to, you know, get some people to help them out and stuff like that. But, you know, they don't, they don't want to, they don't, they don't got to, um, what's that word? Where you, where, uh, oh, not own up, or they don't have to, sh- like, show to show up to anybody. They don't have to, um, it's, it's not, it's not coming to me. Uh, where they don't have to follow anybody's orders. What do they call their, uh, you know, like they don't have deadlines, and you know they don't oh, have okay. to. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're not bound like by other people. Yeah, I, yeah. It, they're not bound by anyone, so they can go at whatever the hell, whatever pace they want to make sure we get the game we deserve, man. So, hey, take your time, take your time, but I'll wait impatiently, but I'll be waiting. Yeah, it's it's always tough because you know, as gamers, we're very impatient and we want the next thing, we want the next fix, but. Oftentimes, and I know we preach it a lot, like sometimes when things are taking their time and when there's even stuff like delays and stuff, it's for a reason. It is for, yeah. yeah. So, you know, better to just have a, a better, more well-rounded game, bug-free, uh, optimized and stuff like that. You know, just give, give them some time, uh, especially like stories like this where you hear that they have like less than 10, maybe less than five people working on this game. You know, just be patient, be patient. Yep. Uh, last little thing I wanted to talk about was uh, Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy. Marcus and I have both been enjoying the game, playing the game uh, at our own paces. You know, uh, we're both very much like uh, collectors in games like this. So we both try to get everything while trying to balance, you know, playing the story a little bit as well. But uh, now that it's been a little, you know, a couple of days, how are you liking the game, Marcus? Well, it's a terrible game. I can't stand it. I think there's a lot of issues with it, is what I would say if the game was bad. No, it's an amazing game. I loved it. I remember seeing the opening sequence, and I was really like, oh, my God, Rico. Oh, my God, Rico. And Rico's like, dude, shut the hell up. I get it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I was like, the theme. Like, I was immediately thrown into this world. And again, I, I was teasing Rico all the way up until Hogwarts' release just because it was like, Rico, like, you know, Rico was hyping it up. I wasn't. I was not hyping it up whatsoever. I was always just very like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And Rico was 
Rico was Anthem, on Anthem. that. You kept yeah. bringing up Anthem, bro. I was getting mad. <laughs> and Rico was on it. I was like, I don't, don't know, man. Dare. I don't know. Like, and I was, and, to, and, and uh, when the reviews came out, everything, I was like, oh my God. And I was like, okay, okay, maybe, you know, maybe it's time, right? And uh, on Tuesday, they're like, oh, the deluxe edition comes out three days before. You can play it if you get it. And it's, it comes out 11. And I was like, I was like, the deluxe edition, whatever, whatever. I pulled the trigger. Me, Andrew, and Rico pulled the trigger. Like, oh, why not? Why not? We started playing it. And immediately, as soon as you're thrown into this world, you're like, oh, my God, this is Hogwarts. And you're kind of just, like, freaking out. And, you know, and this is one of those games, like Rico said, we're playing at our own pace. Um, I have not looked at anything, you know, collectible-wise, story-wise. I'm doing, I'm playing it how I'm just going and enjoying the world. And I'll be exploring and story and then exploring story, collecting story. And, and I'm just enjoying it, man. I if you're a Harry Potter fan, hell yes. If you're not a Harry Potter fan, hell yes. It's okay. You know, you don't have to be because it's just a great game that you kind of you immerse yourself in. You know, and the combat is just amazing. And I know it's one of the things I think. I think one some somebody Rico had mentioned uh, might get a little repetitive, but I just the timing, I like the timing, I like the different weapons, and I got to this particular scene, and Rico had mentioned also, where you're able to kind of test out the the uh, the curses and the sounds, man. I was like, what the hell? If they, it sounds amazing. You know, it, I, obviously, we're playing on an Xbox, so I guess if, you have, if you're playing on PC, it can look amazing, amazing, but I, I just think it, it runs pretty decent. I know there's a couple little, you know, nothing too crazy, little kind of glitch here and there. Um that kind of pops up here and out of the screen or whatever, but nothing that's going to break the game for you. And uh, it doesn't happen very often, but overall I'm enjoying the hell out of this game. You know, my, my review right now is, is a stellar one. I'm, I, I, my first thing was is there multiplayer and there's multiplayer. And a lot of people are clamoring for it, but we didn't really know how this game was going to sell kind of going in or what the reviews, the reviews were going to be like. The reviews are amazing. The sales are going to be amazing. So it's, it's good. It's good. It's an it's an awesome game. We're loving it. I'm loving it. And I I was playing a little bit again earlier, and it's just being a wizard, man, or a witch. It's it's awesome, and the characters are good. I I like a lot of the teachers, man. They're they're actually a lot of these characters are actually uh uh what's that word likable. So if you haven't checked it out, if you're a fan, check it out. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, you're not a fan. You can probably still check it out. I know there's some things going on in the behind the scenes, you know, with the J.K. Rowling and all that stuff. But ultimately, I get it. I understand. But I, <laughs> I do enjoy the game. So I, I'm playing a game and I'm enjoying it. And I'm gonna play this game and enjoy. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So what were your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I was really like you said. I was very excited uh early on before reviews oh yeah as soon as we kind of as soon as like we kind of got to see a little bit of a look about this like i was following it and i would kind of try to report every time i saw something about it and you know the hype for me had just been building for a long time because i just thought to myself like what like imagine getting to explore and live in hogwarts because as we saw you know uh I, i don't remember the books too well but uh, in the movies, like you see very, very little of like the world outside of what Harry, Hermione, Ron, you know, Dumbledore, uh, and some of the other big characters like see. So I always thought like, man, it would be great to walk around, be able to walk around and just have the immersion like in these uh, in this world. And like that has been the experience like to a T. The immersion has just been amazing. Like you mentioned, the characters 
are very quirky. There are some friendly ones, some that you want to smack and backhand. Uh, I don't know what the hell is up the behind of like all the potion teachers over the years, but they're jerks. Oh, I love uh, this guy though, man. But, but he's awesome. Yeah, he like they're the, jerks, the but, but 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 lovable. Uh, so. Yeah, there's a lot of like hidden little things. The the hunts, like for the 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 little hunts that you have across the game, are pretty fun. The puzzles are fun. The way they incorporate the, using the magic into the hunts and the the puzzles are fun. The combat, you know, is uh, a lot of spell casting. Uh, there is slight like variation and combos and stuff like that you can use. The uh, the trans the the trans what do you call it more more morgify or trans something uh not the jk rolling thing i promise the i, I forget what it's called but when you're able to yeah yeah there you go when you're able to adapt the way you look and customize it to your own liking versus what the set piece you have on in terms of armor is is always a huge plus for me because there's a lot of people that really care about the way your character looks, us two included. So it's nice to have that as an option. I feel like that should be standard across all games. Um, but it, it's just a good time overall. And, uh, you know, anywhere, especially for people that are part of the, the Harry Potter train and fandom already, anywhere from casting like a certain spell and like having it work out and comboing them to something small, like hearing just like the faintest hint of like a jingle from the movie or from the series or hearing of something that you know that's going to happen in the future because this does take place like in a time period before what we what we know. Um, it just gets, just excites you, you know. And for those people that aren't fans, it's still very much a very fun RPG where if you're a fan of like, wizardry and casting spells and comboing and dodge mechanic blocking mechanics like stuff like that being able to fly is amazing so you know amazing game and i i hope that uh i hope that it keeps selling and uh people keep praising it the way it's going and it like you know maintains that trajectory to where we're going to be getting dlcs and uh, I know you alluded to like multiplayer. Hopefully, we do get uh, some kind of maybe Quidditch, or even if it's just small things. Hopefully, there's something like that where we can enjoy together. And uh, yeah, great game, great game. Oh yeah, for very, sure. Very happy with it. Yeah. And then again, there's some, there's a couple of things, but we'll get into more of that later. Uh, obviously, once we get more towards the end, and see exactly you know what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. It's killing me that I I think it's called Transmorgify. Oh, Transmorgify. Tra yeah, Transmog is like what I usually hear. Transmogify. Griffi. I don't know. But I've always had a hard time remembering and saying that word. But uh, anything else that you remember from this week or? Uh, like for just in general? Yeah, anything at all. In general, uh, I know there's huh? anime. Anything anime? I really didn't see much. Yeah, I, I know as, as far as anime is concerned, the, there wasn't much. Uh, just a couple of 
what small little things here and there and i'll kind of go through them fast the new arc for my hero did start what two or three days ago i believe so we are getting what is the final arc of the of the anime also because as manga readers we saw that it said final arc so we are in the final phase of my hero for the anime we'll probably get it'll probably be a while till you see a season seven but season seven will probably be the end of my hero so just you know be ready for that uh mobile suit gundam the witch from mercury season two is scheduled for april 2023 so be aware on that the new pokemon series i think actually got a release date for april 14th no uh yeah that 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 also did drop demon slayer again did uh it is getting the theatrical release in canada on march 3rd so they're going to be showing off if i remember the last two episodes of the entertainment district art and the first episode which is supposed to be out of a 40 minute thing so they are making that a movie I mean, you know these movies, right? But hey, people like to see them on the big screen, so we are getting that soon. Now, a movie coming out in the summer of 2023 in Japan, and the reason I'm mentioning it now is because we usually we get these films, you know, four, five, six months later. So Rascal does not dream of a sister venturing out. The movie is coming out in summer 2023, so we should be expecting it either in the fall, late fall, or early winter. You know, so we'll probably be seeing that in theaters coming soon. I will be watching that also. Licorice Recoil Season 2 is officially announced. I believe the... Well, they're calling it the new anime project, but I'm pretty sure this should be Season 2. Until I see an official announcement or anything, then, yeah, Licorice Recoil, if you're a fan, we are getting more of that right now. Okay? Well, I'm sorry. Later. Not right now. Ha! Later. Nier Automata is getting Episode 4 on February 18th. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because a while back, some anime were hit through uh, because of covid and therefore they were postponed so near automata is making a comeback next week for the you know it's new episodes now an anime that did suffer from covid and now is now being postponed is a misfit of the of demon king academy with his almost lonely gold as the main character season two episode seven so that is getting postponed because of covid other than that i believe that wraps up the anime section uh nothing again it was just a bunch of small announcements here and there nothing too crazy Nothing to really get into that, you know, we might talk about. But, yeah, uh, anything anything about those? Anything else? or No, that's it. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of sports leaked in today. But, uh, you know, it, it was it was a great week for sports. And we did have some good news there. So, But I think that's it for, for us for this week. Yeah, and again, it was a small, small uh, news week. It was a big sports week. I know we were kind of on that sports train for... A good while with the basketball trade deadline and we had uh the super bowl coming up so now again now that all that's finished we'll uh we will probably be talking about what basketball mainly going forward unless something happens for the nfl uh but yeah other than that anything else rico before i uh, shut us down for the day go for it all right so again it was a great super bowl sunday congratulations again to the kansas city chiefs as an eagles fan it was a great game. Uh, if you haven't checked out our previous podcasts, we did phobias, fears, and other stuff last week, followed by our last week uh, weekly recap. So make sure you check those out if you know fears, phobias, fears, and anything in the horror genre kind of gets you going in media, video games, movies, TVs. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank real you quick for, on right? real, real quick on that. For some reason, I'm not sure if uh, if it was just across like the the podcasting. Uh, website that we use but for some reason our news podcast our recap from last week was actually taken down 
Uh, but I still see it across uh, across most of the uh, platforms uh, as far as like Spotify, Apple Music, stuff like that. So uh, in order for it not to come up on your feed again on those sites, I guess I'll hold off on uh, re-uploading it because then you're going to get like weekly recap number five and then weekly recap number five again. Uh, so I'm just going to kind of leave that be. I do still have the audio safe for that. So if I need to, I will re I'll re-upload it uh, and try and put it like in its correct order and place like edit edit wise. So uh, but other than that, I'm kind of just going to leave things as is. So, uh, yeah, just that quick update. All Well, thank you. But other than that, I think that wraps up today's show. Uh, thank you for listening. You all have a good day. Later, guys.